Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I always forget to hit the clock, so my co-host Terry Tam does it for me. How's it going, Terry? <laughs> you sound like you sound like a, a, an announcer at a stripper. At a strip bar. At a strip yeah. bar. I've had like, several cigars today. does it for me. <laughs> Here comes Candice. Jay to the stage. <laughs> Here comes Candice. She likes to fold her clothes triangularly. That does get me extra erect. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know what it is. If you can fold very well, it, it's it's mind-blowing because I'm a terrible folder. First thing, I'm well, a terrible folder. When so people ask me, people ask me, are you an ass guy or, a, or like a boob guy? I say, how does she fold her clothes? Because that's all that matters. I actually was upset that's I didn't terrible. work retail as a kid because I actually don't fold clothes well at home. And I'm like, how does this fit in the drawer? God damn it. <laughs> how do I do this? Dude, if it, it like if it wasn't for my wife, all of my clothes would be just in a rumpled heap, and I would just iron what I'm gonna wear. That I've so, been over to your house before you were dating her. It's yeah, true. Yeah. I, I, if it wasn't for my girlfriend, I don't think I'd be able to uh, look for clothes that weren't in my dryer or my hamper. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to have a clean hamper and a dirty hamper. Clean hamper was that's the clothes that I'm gonna, that are clean. Yeah, exactly. But I just pull it out, iron it, put it on. Usually they're just in the dryer for me. And if they're and if I don't need them and I need to do another load, then I just throw those stuff in the hamper, yeah. even though I haven't worn them. Oh, another single guy thing I used to do all the time was I would do a load of laundry, forget them there for six days, have to rewash the same clothes. No, no, but so I, I learned that the hard way. I did that with towels once and they stunk oh, or like mold or whatever yeah. because it really gets in there. You have to buy new towels. So I, uh, I dried them. They smelled. They still smelled. I washed them. Smell went away a little bit. I had to wash them, do the whole process again. So I washed them a total four times just to finally get the smell. And you charge $400 for electricity. You go, what were you going to say? Really? It takes that much? I was going to say, you don't even have to wash your clothes. You just got to go to our merch booth and just take something out and wear that for the day and then take another thing out and then take another thing out. And you can sell them. Nobody cares. I mean, I tried to do that all the time. You stop being profitable very quickly. But I ran out of double double extra large Mm t-shirts. Yeah, so I I can't wear any of the merch stuff. So as long as you don't wear double extra large, we have merch for sale. Yeah, we do. Yeah, (laughs) 25 bucks a shirt, 40 bucks a hoodie. This is one of the hoodies. Same with our our, uh, branded double XL condoms. Terry's got all those. Yes, it's a mold of what my junk how does someone get our merch uh you can message us on instagram i'm uh, actually in the process of putting them up on the website but for now on this batch we'll do message me on instagram or facebook or if you're a friend with me on facebook just text me or whatever it is um 25 bucks a shirt a t-shirt 40 bucks for a hoodie awesome um the new york giants continue to fall into football folly they have been one of the most respected teams in the history of the nfl and it's bad because my dad's a huge Giants fan, but I'm I'm starting to laugh at them. Like in the Dave Gettleman era, they've be, they're becoming the Browns. They're becoming the joke <laughs> of the league. Like, um, I, like I was telling you before the show, it's like we're watching like an ice, like like an iceberg melting and like separating and just like sinking into the bottom of the ship. Yep, we're watching that slowly happen with the Giants. Like, okay, we bought computers, or now we have a guy that <laughs> understands computers. Yeah. And they, they hired an eagle. I, they, hired an, <laughs> they hired an eagle. And then... <laughs> Are we the Giants? They traded their first pick for a random guy. Yeah. They, then they traded... They, they released, traded up, they they released traded up DeAndre Jenkins. Baker, who's going to be arraigned and, yeah. and uh, going to uh, go to court for holding up someone at a gunpoint some during people, quarantine. Some people say you drafted a running back when you could have drafted a quarterback first overall. I mean... But uh, Saquon's thighs. Gettleman though. still hasn't figured out internet is the thing. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's a passing fad, to be fair. Yeah, he thinks it's like, ah, I'll just wait for it to go away. And, and, and the latest uh, yeah. the latest thing, though, Not is... Not realizing that every time he talks to somebody, it's on the internet. Yeah, of course. Uh, Can't figure th- that out. Though. The... Um, in the latest turn of events, new coach Joe Judge is doing the same thing Romeo Cornell did, the same thing Charlie Weiss did. All the, all the Belichick... Uh, sidekicks who never amount to anything, they come in. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You bite your fucking tongue about Charlie Weiss. 
That okay. man is a beautiful specimen. He is neither of those things. He is a beautiful human being. If he's a specimen, they need to they need to contaminate the petri jar. They need to make sure that we don't create another Charlie Weiss. I love Charlie Weiss. When he went to Notre Dame, I was like, he's so cute, man. He's so cute. Look at you see him? He's like a big bear. Like a big he's like, bear. I just want to like, like the scene in The Water Boy when he's not intimidated by somebody. So, Charlie Weiss, I'm really not intimidated by you. Where's my camera? <laughs> Um, There's only one camera. Yeah. It's like, it? Oh, it's, it's true. Yeah. It's been like this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Social so yeah. distance podcast. That's what I want to do to Charlie Weiss. Yeah. So Can you cute. imagine them having like coaching and staff meetings over Zoom during the whole pandemic? Like trying to get them on the phone together. And the guy's like, how does this work? Like yeah. for sure he didn't do it. They just put him in a room and said, okay, talk. Well, I'm pretty sure it was like under that giant desk. Uh, that Gettleman had during the quarantine draft. <laughs> he he had like an eagle hiding under yeah, yeah. that would pop up to like as soon as they were off camera, <laughs> punching his stuff. Um, but yeah, so so Joe Judge, so old. He's doing the thing where basically his he's brain is so old. He's got guys running laps when they make mistakes. He's had coaches running laps. And now Terry, a guy who was on the Giants coaching staff, <laughs> a guy who had to run laps this week, Freddie Kitchens. Does anybody look less ready to run Oh, laps? my God. I think Freddie Kitchens, if you've seen how much blood is in his head, yeah. as soon as he starts running, all that blood is gone in yeah. his head. It's going to be into his heart, and he's going to have a heart attack. I would watch a horror movie starring Freddie Kitchens called Bloodhead. Yeah. I would watch Bloodhead. He's going to have a heart attack. Yeah, very soon. Very soon. Like They need to stop. Joe Judge, the thing is, these hard-nosed coaches and stuff, the, 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 the thing that's not talked about often with Bill Belichick is players love the guy. Yeah. They don't just respect him. They love him. Yeah. He, he's a guy who finds ways to connect with people. Yeah. And a lot of his protégés don't do that. Tom Coughlin learned that the hard way, right? Like, yeah, Remember uh, finding guys for being early for meetings, right? Yeah. He <laughs> found a way to turn it around. And over time, he earned the respect and love of his players, right? And so I, I feel that like logic. that's a, that's I a love, step that's missed often with a lot of the, the Belichick protégés. I love his logic when, he, when you find people early for, leaving, for coming to meetings. The guy was so. They're both of these guys together. They're they were so. Their brains were so old, mm-hmm. but they they weren't that old. You yeah. know what I mean, at the time. Well, Tom Coughlin was probably like sixty. Yeah, but like he looked ninety. <laughs> he's always. To looked, be fair, though, he looks the same. He's always looked ninety. The key to aging well is looking old, young. So like Jerry Jones didn't age well, even though he oh, he's when he was forty he looked sixty. He never looked less than sixty. Yeah. Where Tom Coughlin always looks ninety. So like he was he was prepared Jerry Jones was prepared for COVID because he's basically always been wearing a mask exactly right? straight up plastic surgery yeah he's got more plastic in his face than skin <laughs> but Terry we got a lot to talk about so let's get to it we have an interview coming up with Mark uh, Briette Marco Briette Marco Briette of uh, Exalawets and, and potential Kirk. future CFL commissioner we'll talk to him about oh, yeah. that and we'll also talk to him about underwear but we'll get to that later <laughs> for now Terry it's the news. Ah, Terry, it's the news. So, um, I don't know what you do with your meat, but I like to rub mine. Mm, I always rub my meat. I, I rub mean, my meat before I got here. It's why I got here late. Okay, so what do you use to rub your meat? Because I, my hand isn't good anymore, and I've I've used salt and pepper, and it just it, it just it bleeds. I need to make sure my meat's well lubricated. Yeah, but also well seasoned. Okay, and I turn to Mike's 
Barbecue sauce. You almost fucked it up. Mike's yeah. BBQ. Mike's Barbecue. BBQ rub. <laughs> uh, name the site where people can find Mike's Barbecue because I love his ghost pepper sauce. We've talked about it. Right here. The bourbon ghost pepper. Delicious. Yeah. More heat than you think. Yeah, they That's just good. launched the truffle mustard. Uh, the promo code doesn't work on the truffle mustard yet, but it will. Um, uh, promo code is hot sauce 10, as you can see on your screen. Hot At sauce 10 Mike's for 10%. Mike's BBQ rub MTL. Mike's BBQ rub MTL.com. Home yep. of. Last the best sauce in town. Last sauce was barbecue sauce. Absolutely. Do you guys it's not right. know how to do reads? It's not my job. No, but I, I do the same read all the time, and I do it twice a week for a weekly sauce. So I was like, let me change it up a bit. So yeah, me, yeah, absolutely. But it was more organic this way because we were talking about yeah. our meat. Nobody forgot this week. We're all good. Yeah. Okay. The for Washington what? football team. Forgot to rub their meat. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. The Washington football team is trying to make strides. Um, I don't know what to do with this. Jason Wright hired as the president of the Washington football team. He is an African-American. This is a team that for a long time has had issues. Uh, for example, having their team name that offended a lot of people. They refused to change it. Uh, they were in the news most recently for a whole bunch of sex scandals in the Washington Post. Uh, that article is lengthy, but definitely worth the read worth if the read. you um, like getting into some <clears throat> of the nasty stuff that happens in... Um, Areas where there's a lot of money, whether it's yeah. Hollywood, professional sports, so on and so forth. Definitely worth a read. Um, I mean, so the thing is, where this is always dangerous is, is this, it's a positive move. Absolutely. I would assume Jason Wright is qualified for his job. Yeah. One would hope that the Washington football team is not doing this for publicity, but rather hiring someone who is black, but also very competent. So... Um, I think that it's perfect. It's perfect fitting uh, for society nowadays. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think yeah, he's the move is the best move they could have made at this point. You know what I mean? It's like uh, these, this team was about to be canceled, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like I, I know it'd be impossible to cancel a football team that's so protected by the NFL, but this team was about to be culturally canceled, and uh, and I think this move helped them a little bit. And Dan Snyder doesn't look like an ultimate fucking idiot. Um, I think that Jason Wright is probably the best man for the job. I don't know anybody else that, I mean, I'm not in that circle, so I can't tell you this guy was better. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, short of stealing Ozzy Newsom from exactly. Baltimore Ravens, exactly. right? Um, it's tough, but I think that it's good. It's the right move for the NFL. I mean, I think people's voices are finally being heard, and uh, the best man is going to get the job at all times. And if Jason Wright's the best man, he's the best man. And for a long time, the face of white privilege in the NFL was re- it was Ray Skins. GM. Basically denying. Uh, well, no, but but Bruce Allen was terrible. Yeah. For a long time, yeah. and got to keep his job. Yeah. And I'm curious to see if Jason Wright is as bad for <laughs> as long, and whether or not he'll have the same leash. So, uh, I mean, I, it's good for them. I find I think that finally they've they took a step in the right move, in the right direction, and Dan Snyder doesn't look like a total fucking idiot, even though he is an idiot. Um, it's good, man. It's a good move. It, uh, I can't I can't deny it. Is it just me, or I'm not particularly excited about football? For some reason, I am, but because because I there's I think we're so uh, immune to uh, surprises with this virus mm-hmm. that and especially what happened with the NBA and now the MLB. Uh, well, the NBA was just at first, you know what I mean. So, but I think they've handled it perfectly. Uh, when the MLB, you know, they've decided to status quo, we're gonna play our games at our places, and so many people are getting the virus. Uh, and the NFL right now, they haven't said that they're gonna be they're they're gonna have any hub cities or anything like that. So but Jerry Jones wants fans. Yeah, he wants fans. So I mean, in Texas, where it's like the hub of disease, right? So now. my biggest fear is that the yes, the season will start. 
Um, it's I don't I think we're not that excited only because we don't know that something shit might happen. No, the reason why you guys aren't excited is because you're degenerate gamblers and it's going to be a clusterfuck this year. That's actually, I'm not a degenerate gambler. I'm like a uh, like a I'm a decent gambler. So secretly in the shower as yeah. I was getting ready for the show, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, fantasy is going to be hard. Man, daily fantasy is going to be hard. Yeah, man, like we're gonna have to ride ride like gambling lines minutes before the game. Like, oh my god, what time do players get cleared for COVID? Exactly, there's a yeah. way to get early information because, before the lines change because football and it's not like hockey you know hockey you can bet on the morning of oh, uh islanders are playing the capitals today let me put 50 bucks in the islanders in football it's like in the morning you don't get anything so tom brady cannot play yeah and against like it could be against the best the, the second best team if they're the best team you know so it's like it's so vital that you need to be on point all the time that yeah i think it's going to be a clusterfuck for gamblers for real gamblers anyway i wonder if like vegas is going to be fed information before like the before the public, like like if for example, if Tom Brady is not playing, do they feed that information to Vegas before feeding it to the public? I think that Vegas is going to be able to get that information, not necessarily that okay. they're going to feed it. So they're going to they have like spies. Yeah, they're going to have their guys. You know, Vegas has their guys everywhere. Because I'm not a gambler, are there actually any rules preventing insider knowledge or anything when it comes to uh, odds? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah, there is. It has to because there's something with. Uh, well, the NBA had a huge crisis where they had a referee. Yeah, but that's the NBA. Points. I'm you know talking about the, the NFL. No, he's talking, he's talking, about, the, he's like talking about the announcements. Yeah, is there an, is there guidelines that announcing you're injured? Uh, I think it has to be come from the team. And the team releases it to the media, not necessarily the player. So the player can't reveal that he's injured to any media members or something like that along but, those lines. Because there was something that happened. I'm tr- very but if Vegas happens to know earlier whatever it is, is that considered like fine? Well, they have or? to prove they have to prove where they right. came, where it comes from. They have to prove that there's any sort of breach. You know, who gave you the information? So I think that's where it probably happens a lot more than we think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the but now it's actually going to make like a huge difference. Yeah, a huge right? impact, It's like, okay, yeah. like you're questionable or you're day-to-day. Yeah, you're sure. I think if they like, see yeah. lots of money moving direction all at once yeah. that you know that'll look suspicious and that that'll be worthy of an investigation but it's it's definitely going to be tough it's going to it's going to make it tough the other thing too is um like I, this morning i i walked outside and it was the air was kind of crisp and i remember that day every year every year i walk outside and it's the first day that it's not oppressively hot oh that was today yeah, it was today. That's true, yeah. And today. that's usually the day where I'm like, oh, man, football. And, like, yeah, it's coming. Okay, okay. But, like, now. It does. It does. It is starting to smell like um, football for me, like practice and stuff, which but means we never NFL have, also. But, but we never have, like, the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs same time. Okay, we have baseball, like, yeah. normal. Now, but baseball, even baseball feels super urgent now in a way it doesn't usually at this time yeah, of year. That's true. It's a good point. It's really, really, really interesting. Um, so that that's probably what's contributing to it for me. Uh, baseball itself has had one of its fake controversies. Yes. Uh, Fernando Tatis uh, went, you know, he's, he swung in a 3-0 count. Apparently this is, <laughs> I've been watching baseball my whole life. I didn't know this was an unwritten rule. Maybe write your fucking rules down. Exactly. I was going to say, how do you not, how do you know about an unwritten rule? And, and then this happened. Well, Eagle, I didn't oh say that. Eagle. 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 Playback, playback. You should have paid attention. Because I, I didn't see this part. I only saw the home run. So Fernando Tatis then apologized for hitting a grand slam <laughs> on a 3-0 count when the team was up by seven runs. And then after apologizing, did this with the Padres up again the next day. Third base is Tatis, and they get him. Frazier applies the tag. And they're coming off the field here are the Rangers. We'll see. Yeah. They walk off the field. <laughs> you know what? Even They walked off the field? Well, I think it was at the third out. Wow, tough to oh, tell okay. on that one, Donnie. Yeah, huh? I don't know. <laughs> this is Here funny though. I don't. I don't hate it. I mean, uh, the, okay, 
Oh, no. He's safe. He oh, wow. Call so, stands. What a He's so fucking and good, he, too. And you can see the score. 6 nothing, right? Yeah. Like, um, he, so he's so fucking good, man. I love... I I love so I hate fake apologies. Right? I, I hate, gonna, I I hate gonna, when teams force guys to make apologies and like you know it's fake. And then Tatis does that yesterday. And now, but what I love is he shows us all it truly was a fake apology. Because <laughs> fuck you, I'm stealing third. But like I don't understand. Okay, so the stealing to rub it in. Okay, I understand why that's bad. But we shouldn't have this problem because we, it no, shouldn't be bad to hit a home run. Okay, so out of all the sports, right? If you're in the NBA, the NHL, I know what you're uh, say. anything right. like that, you're there's right. a clock, right? There's only so much, uh, so many opportunities you're gonna have to score in the rest of the game. So when it comes to you a point, you say yeah. this game's done, right? It doesn't matter what's gonna happen at this point onwards. The game's done. In the MLB, you can have an inning and you score fucking twenty runs. So score as many as you can every single time you can and jam it yeah. down their throats for all I care. It's absolutely dumb. Um, the the thing I hate about it though is actually one step further. I'm going to get a little meta here. I I went through my Twitter feed and all these journalists are complaining about, oh man, the people who uh, who support this are the worst people who support these unwritten rules. But like they're screaming into a cloud because there's nobody who actually defends this, right? Other than no. the two managers and like a couple of players on the team, yeah. nobody's actually bothered by players breaking these unwritten rules. There's not journalists who defend it anymore. It's Those true. all died off in the like 60s. I but imagine. even like when with Bautista, when he flipped the bat, everybody got mad at him. Like, what's what's wrong? But who actually got mad, Terry? The other team and yeah. and and baby fucking people. Oh, it's disrespecting the game. How is it disrespecting the game? It's bringing people to your game. Yeah. But I don't, it's not like he's whipping on his dick and he's fucking... But uh, it's a fake controversy because I feel like for every one person who says it's disrespecting the game, there's hundreds of people yeah, being like, that's awesome. But, but people, there's still a percentage <laughs> there. There's still a number it, of people It's complaining. the same people that said, oh, after you score a touchdown, you shouldn't dance, right? And there was that one year where they penalized everyone. And yeah. I was like, well, this fucking sucks. It's boring. Like, no fun league. It's no fun. Yeah, no exactly. Fun like, let them let them enjoy the game. Let them play. Let people... like Let it drive controversy, right? Kick the old men out of their stupid club. Bring the young folks in, and we'll rerun the world. The worst yeah. is like the pitcher who's like in his twenties, then throws behind the next batter because of the unwritten rule. Get suspended. Where does he learn that? Yeah. Where does where does this guy who wasn't alive for the era that they're talking about learn that this is disrespectful to the game? That's stupid. It's so dumb. It's so fucking backwards. It's like in golf too. I mean, there's so many small, small rules that like. Listen, we know that this sport is old. Stop making it feel old. Yeah, like Terry was talking like, oh, please, you can't be talking on my backstroke. Oh, please, Well, that's you can't just be, common courtesy. You can't be <laughs> slamming beers and throwing them down while I'm swinging. Jesus. <laughs> you can't be fucking uh, taking fucking cold shots, whatever they're called. Is that what it is? The shotgun. You can't shotgun beers while I'm in my backswing. Listen, man. While I'm putting, you can't spill beer in the hole. You, you thought that would make you better. <laughs> you thought that would make you better. <laughs> The NBA playoffs have arrived, and it's been kind of awesome, to be honest. Usually, you don't get a lot of surprises, but the two surprises that shocked the NBA world yesterday—well, was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah—was the uh, the Lakers losing their first game to the Portland Trailblazers, yeah. and the Orlando Magic surprising the uh, your boys, the Bucks. Um, <laughs> what happened, man? But the thing is, is like. So the Lakers had a no, legendarily no. terrible shooting day. Exactly. Yeah, it was. Uh, they, w- they had. They went five for thirty-one three-pointers. Like and they, in their open three-pointers, which is judged by three-pointers where there's not a defender within six feet. Yeah. They went two of sixteen. Since they started tracking that stat, that's the worst performance by an NBA team. And 
I'm not worried. I mean, I, the only thing with the Lakers is that you can't drop a game against the Por- uh, Portland Trailblazers. Especially since the Portland Trailblazers are terrible on defense. Exactly. That's another thing. Like, not only is Melo starting for you, but he's old Melo starting for yeah, you. Exactly. He's not even like, okay, let me try and make this run and I'll come back. The Lakers were terrible in transition, which is it. their game. They... They couldn't score against a terrible defense. It doesn't worry me so much for this round, but it worries me absolutely moving yeah. forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'm, I shouldn't be too worried. I think the Lakers are just they'll get used to it. I mean, they've only played eight games right in the last mm-hmm. whatever eight games, right? That's what it is. Yeah, eight yeah. games. They've only played eight games right in the last like five months. So I mean, I'm not too worried about it. And I think Portland's a very good team, and they they were playing. The thing is about Portland right now, they've been in elimination basketball yeah. for a while, and so Portland's they're kind of like a, have they, they have like a little bit of momentum. They're not a true eight seed in that A, there's no actual home court advantage, exactly. right? They're, they're a shooting team. And we talked about last week how anecdotally we've heard that the sight lines when an empty stadium is much better than shooting in a stadium full of people. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, this is a team that didn't have Nurkic the entire season. Yeah. Melo was out of shape the entire season. Yeah. Melo comes back looking better than he's looked in years. Amazing. Uh, Nurkic is, is healthy. Yeah. So now you have a team that's probably... Would have been a four or five Nur- seed. Nurkic wouldn't, have been the, Nurkic wouldn't have made it to the playoffs. Absolutely not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're now playing uh, as the one seed. You've penalized. Not only do you, you have two, you know, you you don't have Ray J. Rondo. You don't have uh, Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. Both very good defensive point guards yeah. to guard Damian Lillard. So it forces LeBron out to, to guard Damian Lillard. It's a, it's it's not a great matchup for the Lakers. I don't think so because LeBron, as good as a defender he is, he does a lot of his work. Within the key, yeah. within the three point line, he's not a. Gr- I mean, he's a good switching defender, exactly, which yeah. doesn't matter when the guy pulls up from because, half court. Because, and well, makes a three pointer, exactly because he's he's very rangy, right? He takes one step and he's on the other side of the on the other side of the key, so he can do those. He can do those. He can switch out, but uh, with like you said, with Lillard, he's like he's gonna shoot from anywhere, yeah. you know, and just gonna get in. So now, now with oh, sorry, Hugo. So what you're saying is the Lakers should have kept Lonzo Ball as like the depth guy to do. Well, the, well no, I think they, they got, didn't predict I think, the pandemic. I think they got some good things for the Lonzo Ball realistically. But yeah, uh, I think it was a good trade both sides. Because they got Anthony Davis. Because <laughs> they got Anthony Davis. Who did not play well in this game. LeBron James, by the way, went 23-17-16 in a loss at 35 years old. It doesn't fucking make sense. And on, so on the other side, on the east side, I mean, the Bucks playing against Orlando. So now my point was you can't drop games to the Portland Trailblazers. You can drop a game against the Orlando so Magic because you'll make it back. The thing that I'm not, again, not worried about the Bucks this season. The Bucks kind of feel like um, when LeBron first got to the Heat – and they're missing perimeter shooters, and they weren't a complete team. Right now, when my, with, did with, they with, win that year? Well, not that first year. No, no, they lost the first. They year. eventually they... got Ray Allen, who made the shot. Oh yeah, that right. Was, like that's the whole thing is is they needed someone to be able to knock down those those shots. And 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 Bledsoe and Milton are fine shooters, but they're not. They're guys who create more off the dribble than they're guys not, who, exactly. who are spot up shooters. They're not Ray Allen. They're not. Uh, exactly. They're not catch and shoot guys. Um, but then um, you have. You have this monster in Giannis. And what they did, the magic is clutter the paint as much as possible and shoot over the tall defenders from range. Yeah. And that's what they did. And I don't think they'll win the series at all. But then, like, up next, they're likely going to face, for example, the Heat or the Pacers, who are much better shooting teams than oh, the yeah. Magic are, who are, the especially Pacers, in the, the case of the Heat, they have the, the, the length to, to, to match up. I mean, yeah, with Hero and, and Buckets, I mean, they are gonna they can shoot from anywhere. Absolutely. And, yeah. and defensively, having Bam Adebayo, who's yeah. a freak athlete who can... He doesn't match up particularly well against Giannis because nobody then, does, but he does as well as anybody, right? And then you look at the Pacers where 
I mean, Oladipo is their second high, their second, their second best scorer. But right it's now. a broken Oladipo to if be he, fair. Exactly, if he's healthy, yeah. I, no, I'd but more compelled. No, but just to say is that he's either he's second and he's and he's not great. So and he's not fully healthy. So you realize that they're only top heavy, but they play such well defensively that uh, they can take their chances and take yeah. their threes like Houston does. Because that was watching, a good game. Honestly, the the Heat Pacers game was legit. I, a fun game to watch. It was a great game. I watched the I watched uh, two Houston games in the last couple of weeks. And they do, like I said last week, I think they do not like going inside the three point line. And, and every time Jay Harden touches the key, it's like he's on, he's allergic to it. Yeah. And he kicks it back out it's every single the, it's time. It's the ugliest basketball I've ever seen. But it fucking works, man. And it's yeah, annoying. Yeah. Look, Mike D'Antoni's a good t- good coach, man. Every yeah. time he builds a system around the players he has, exactly. and it works, but it's ugly. He's a good coach, man. He's a very good coach, and, he's, and it's working for them. But it's like you said, it's ugly. And now I look at it with Indiana Pacers. How long is TJ Warren going to be? On the streak he is. I mean, yeah. he's, he's going to end up playing against a good defensive player like Buckets, and Jimmy Butler is going to be able to, you know. Well, that's what's been the case. Exactly, so far. In, you know in, what I mean? In the, in, in the play in games as well as yeah. the. Uh, so, I mean, the, the TJ Warren, like you, you, you've alluded to in other episodes, that he's mostly a defensive guy. It was a good trait to come uh, that he, when he came from Phoenix, but um, they need Oladipo to score. They need uh, Bogdanovich. They need uh, Turner to, like, to really clean everything up, but they're not getting it from those guys. They're relying on TJ Warren to score yeah. more points than everybody else. The Mavs were relying... And I'm a Pacers fan. The Mavs were relying on Porzingis. Yeah. Who uh, suffered an ejection. Before you play it, Eagle, let me cue up the clip. Radio professionals, come on, man. Uh, I, saw you, I saw your thumb. I saw your thumb. So you guys give me shit when I don't have it ready, and yeah. now I'm like, I'm like oh, come ready, on, come on. But let me cue it. Um, the first foul... Was an automatic. Uh, it's something that happens automatically in the NBA when you fist pump after a big play. Uh, you can't make an air fist what? pump. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't punch the air. You can't, I, you can't even do this. So you can't well, do Tiger no, like aggressively punch the air because oh, I, I just go, I think a couple years ago like a ref got clocked. Oh yeah, that's Cause, true. Because the court, it's like, true. It's it's a highlight, man. They show it every year. You have to think about how big <laughs> these guys are. Top ten times a ref got too involved. Yeah, like you have to think about how big these guys are, yeah, and how dude. long their arms yeah, are, right? Yeah. So, like when they swing, it's a big deal. So, first thing is, it's not only that is they're swinging at your head. Yeah, because all <laughs> basketball rests for some reason. As knowledgeable as they are about the game, they're all five foot three for some reason. Well, they're not actually they're actually six four, but next first thing is they look like they're five three. Um, but yeah, he got he got teed for, he got teed up for that. He got teed up for that, which which again, it's an automatic call. But then this happened, and this is what caused Porzingis to leave the game late in the fourth quarter. So Donkic and Morris. Morris is a fucking rat, huh? Yeah, he's kind of the worst. Maybe he said something. Maybe he dropped like a word not to be said. I don't think his teammates would be on his side if he did say that. Yeah. I mean, so far I've only seen. Yeah. He's whole. He's he's involved. Involved. Yeah. Okay. Push him out. Whatever. But but is okay. Can I say this? Is when you have your first technical, your leash is a little shorter. On your second, so but because I've seen guys get huge first technicals and a very small because it's like listen, you're but on probation, don't playoffs, fuck though. around. You're in the play. I, like I usually plus like I wouldn't Green, give it. It took him punching a guy in the dick to get a second technical. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it. Since you have grammar and spelling, uh, this is the actual reason why they put in this rule because Carlos Boozer. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't think of Boozer's name. Thank you. This pumps and almost punched Dan Crawford, <laughs> who was making the foul call. Crawford's got a big smile on his yeah, face. He's taking the he took, he took right. it in the ribs, though, man. Really good. That's Father Will's buddy. He ate it, it, man. He ate it. <laughs> it's the Carlos Boozer rule. The Boozer rule. I love Carlos Boozer. Yeah, he was awesome. He was such a good player. You see Booze with the spin move against Dirk. He wristed that in. Oh! 
every so, but, like, year. Carlos Boozer, by the way, all-time guy whose name looks like his face. He does look like a Boozer. Yeah, his he face, face like and name match so well. But yeah, so um, in this game, Luke, Luca Doncic. It's almost, as, it's almost as if your 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 name was teacher. <laughs> Doncic, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Principal. Doncic, Doncic, vice P's vice principal Yeah, Vice principal so he, uh, Donkic goes off. I don't know how you stop that guy, by the way, because no. he's incredible. Doesn't but work. he goes off and they lose that game just because Porzingis is not there to help close out the game. And I, I agree with you, the short leash and, and the, the league description of what happened was he agitated the situation. Which is true. And they can't, which is true, but it just seems like a weird thing late in the game to call, right? Like, look at hockey. Hockey refs are notorious for letting things go that late would, in games. Yeah. Would, not late in games, in the playoffs, in the playoffs that would never be let go in the regular season. So it's like, it's crazy, and none of the teams complain because it's like because I know I'm going to get it on the other side. I'm going to do the same thing, and that ref's not going to call it because it's so consistent. What we're getting now is like how how are you judging the next technical? Yeah. So what like there's no scale, right? So, so it's, thing, it's, it's very objective. Is, in his life, was probably never called for that. That's right? it. It's very objective. I like, guess. like and the worst are really good at, at sort of like yeah he's like like the getting best. under the guy's skin. The best at it. The, the, they're 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 kinds like guys like that. Udonis has them. They're on the court for that reason. Yeah, exactly. They're the badasses of the team. They're they, the Brad Marshall. The, Marshalls, the yeah. Brad Marshall's of the league. Well, with less skill. Yeah, Brad Marshall is actually like a hundred uh, point scorer. But we're gonna get to an interview where we talked to a guy with a ton of skill, ex Alouette, Marco Broyette, uh, our one of our favorite podcast friends. One of the, one of the well, original twenty nineteen guest of the year. Absolutely, he's twenty nineteen guest of the year. He's and, on there for twenty twenty two. We're gonna uh, we have to get a trophy for for this year. I know we will. We will. We will. One that's really big and annoying that. Guys got to take home and yeah, like, they have their to, wives will get pissed at them. And they have to display it. Yeah, absolutely. They have to display it. Uh, so Marco Briet will be on display for all of us in this interview exactly. coming up next. This show is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub, home of the best rubs in town and La Salle's barbecue sauce. Peace. Just like Rubber Craft, I can't resist a good rub down, and Mike's Barbecue Sauce is the best rub down in town. So visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 promo code for 10% off on all individual bottles. That's Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off, and don't forget to rub your meat peas. That extra second was just to piss Eagle off. We are back. <laughs> uh, we have X Alouette, current TSN employee, Marco Royette, joining us. How's it going, Marco? Uh, very well. Just need to clarify. I'm a freelancer. No employer-employee relationship. They can't hold me down. So they canned you. They fired you. <laughs> just straight up. You know what? That means you're free to work for Hot Sauce Sports. Exactly. Just because saying. now you're you're not going to be working for them. Well, I mean, not in the foreseeable future. Uh, all because of Randy Ambrosi. Your boy. So Marco, um, a couple weeks ago, he uh, he put his name up. For uh, to be the commissioner of the CFL, awesome on Twitter, which is f- official. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's where most election elections are held anyway, right? Exactly. As far as I know. So, so Marco, we like to play commissioner for a day. Yeah. So, for you, it's commissioner for life, right? <laughs> Listen, it, I, it would be a privilege for me to act as commissioner of the CFL. Unfortunately, I don't think the board of governors and owners would be interested in having a a pro player commissioner. I think that's bad for business on their end. So I think it's a little bit more wishful thinking than everything, but Hey, you know, I'm not hard to find. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, grinder, whatever you want. (laughs) I've often visited your profile on grinder almost as much as I visited your, your Caribbean photo. Uh, when you played for the, uh, university of Montreal Caribbean, which we have on screen right now for everybody to see. 
fun fact for you guys. Most visited profile in Caribbean website. <laughs> don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. <laughs> Smoke show right there. Smoke I mean, show. He was a pretty man back in the day. Yeah. If Tinder existed when you were young, you would have picked up so many girls with this picture. No, Marco was a taken man at the time. Oh, my God. That From back the then. Jeez. Ah. Um, Marco, going back to the, the, the uh, pseudo-serious commissioner campaign, it's not a terrible idea. You are a lawyer, which is something they look for in league commissioners. Um, <laughs> you are Canadian, which is important for the CFL because... Yes. You um, speak both languages. Americans don't want to earn Canadian dollars. And... Um, on top of that, I mean, you, you are pro player, but have you ever thought of doing the A-Rod turn, just yeah. stabbing everyone in the back? Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems to be working out for him. I, I know, right? Thing going on, you know? He's, He's not a freelancer. Figured out. But, I mean, l- listen, there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm when Randy Ambrosi was first named commissioner, especially given the fact, you know, that, that he used to be a player. But the issue is, I think he was so far removed from the game uh, that it didn't really matter. You know, he wasn't in touch with what was going on in locker rooms. He wasn't in touch with the realities uh, that the players nowadays are facing across the league, whether they be Canadian or American. And I think that the CFL is a business model that, compared to other professional sports, would thrive if both the teams and the players uh, work together and, and cooperate and we're on the same page as opposed to being viewed as, as opponents, you know, and, and I yeah. understand in the context of labor negotiations and the CBA, there, there's going to be some back and forth. Uh, but I really think that in order for the league to be successful, uh, everybody needs to be on the same page. And I think one way to do that. Uh, it's to explore revenue sharing between players and and the league because now you've got players who actually have some skin in the game. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we've seen that we've seen that success in the NBA. I mean, it's, it's just like players put in you know, the players will put in a lot more if they know that they're getting a piece of the pie. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. and I, I think I think there are a lot of changes as well that can be made as far as. Uh, how the American players are treated. You know, right now, a lot of those American guys strictly see the CFL as a stepping stone. And then you have, you know, these one-year contracts where it's hard for teams to build continuity in their roster. There's just so much turnover from year to year. You know, uh, the average guy, and and, I mean, I'm just pulling stats out of my ass here, but I would imagine that the average American or Canadian that that has a seven- or eight-year, you know, CFL career probably plays for a minimum of three to four teams. Now, in a nine-team league, you know, those are great numbers. Yeah. It's a good point. I mean, when you have – there's, it's kind of like there's a little bit no stability, right, Mark? Absolutely. You, you know, you, you want teams to have guys around so they can develop, so they can have their clear guys. I mean, you look at the success of the Alouette, uh, you know, in the early 2000s and, and the rest of that era – you look at that team, they had continuity at almost every single position. And that's one of the reasons, I mean, they were a talented team, you know, no doubt. Yeah, of course. Um, but I think that played into it, that played into it. And that was a major part of their success for so many years. Mark, the, uh, the CFL, uh, went ahead and canceled their season, uh, due to the pandemic. Um, do you think this is related to teams trying to, uh, control costs with, no, with nothing to earn at the gate. 
Um, and how do you think this bodes for the future of the CFL? Well, there are several different factors that play into that. I think one uh, of the biggest ones is the fact that you have community-owned teams and you also have privately-owned teams. Now, the privately-owned teams are the ones that aren't very profitable. You know, you're thinking of Toronto, uh, Montreal, uh, BC. Uh, I mean, Hamilton's in, in decent financial shape, but... You know, I feel like there wasn't much of an urgency for those teams to want to play this season, especially given the fact that, like you mentioned, it is such a gate-driven league. And regardless uh, if they play games or not, if they couldn't have fans in the stands, you know, the the TV revenue wasn't enough. But I do still believe that, you know, either way there would have been losses. Teams would have been incurring losses. But when you have a a community-owned team, I, I think it's much easier to digest uh, those losses as opposed to a private team uh, where really now you're going into the, you know, you're going directly into the owner's pockets. And a lot of these guys are, are, are businessmen who, you know, they learn to not make decisions, especially business decisions based on emotion. And, and so I, I feel like there was some pressure with, you know, within closed doors from those teams, from those privately owned teams, um, to not move forward with the proposed plan, because I'm convinced that if all it took was $30 million from the federal government to get this up and running, uh, there was enough money sitting around that, that table when they had the owners meeting uh, to pitch in and come up with that $30, $30 million, regardless if, of if they got federal uh, government aid or not. So. I mean, so obviously we, we joked around about you being the commissioner, but I mean, if it's a possibility, it's a possibility. But wouldn't it be uh, almost to the owner's benefit to have a, maybe a, a former player uh, in there? I know you, you've been a player rep, so I mean, you, well, are you still are you still work for the C- CFLPA? Are you still on on board? Uh, I, I mean, unofficially, uh, I, I do speak to them and, and consult with them uh, on different issues, um, but I'm still very close with with the leaders over there, especially uh, Brian Ramsey, uh, who's been the executive director for several years now. Uh, John Bowman, one of my very close friends, yeah. and recently uh, voted in as a as a vice president. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, the union's in great shape. I think what really needs work is the relationship between the players and the teams. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I think we need not only a former player, but a, a recently, you know, retired player, somebody who's still in touch, somebody who still has the pulse uh, of the walkers who understand what's actually important to, uh, to these guys and, and really understand, you know, what's going on across the locker and the league. Marco, um, just to take things in a lighter direction for a second, um, you've heard of a shout-out, right? You yeah. know what a shout-out is? I sure have. Yeah, so um, we have an intern. He, uh, he says he's a big <laughs> fan of you, and he uh, remembers seeing you play quarterback, and he remembers you from your time at the Catabang. But because he's our intern, you can't give him a shout-out. You have to give him a shout-down. Yeah, you got to so tell him how worthy he is. I need you is. to tell him how unworthy he is of your existence. Wow. Yes. An in, intern. That's the lowest level of snub. It is. Absolutely. I think, I, think, 
I think that's even worse than a rookie. I mean, or at least a rookie's getting paid, you know. He might be carrying your jock around, and you might tape him to the goalpost and give him a golden shower after a hot two-a-day. Yeah. Uh, but at least, you know, but at it's least... It's lower than that. Lower paid. than a golden shower on a hot day. <laughs> golden shower. <laughs> it's like, it's straight up just... Everything, his whole existence is just straight swamp ass. Yeah, Everything exactly. we can think of that involves swamp ass. I mean, he works hard, but we don't, want him, we don't want him to know. Well, yeah, we don't want him to know that we appreciate him, so we need yeah. to shout him down at all turns. So, yeah. so what would you tell him to remind him his that name, he's not worthy of your presence? His name is Alex. Yeah. Alex the intern. We like oh. to call him. Gosh, Alex, I don't even want you hearing my voice right now. <laughs> I want you to go home. I want you to go into the wastebasket in your bathroom fish out the bloodiest tampon you can find mm. and shove it in your ears so you mm. don't listen to my voice anymore because you're not <laughs> worthy of it. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. We're going to make sure we clip that and send it yes, to him yes, so yes. he can send it out on the internet. I'm going to set it so every morning he gets it as like his alarm. Mm. That'll be his alarm. <laughs> Imagine how worthless you would feel <laughs> if every morning you heard that. Pepped off from Marco. Holy fuck. Yeah. Mike, Marco, you should sell that, man. Imagine like, the, you, like well, those CEOs that like to be like uh, like punished. Mm-hmm. They like to be like kicked down because they're too powerful, but in their you know their shitty lives, they like to be uh, disrespected. You should like sell it to those guys. Yeah, they like they like having their scrotum stomped on yeah. six inch heels. Like those stupid videos I send you guys all the time in our group chat. <laughs> but you know what you could actually do? You can have a cameo account and actually record personalized messages for people where oh, you just wow. insult the fuck out of them. Oh, yeah, we, shoot, I did that. I, I got ten. I paid twenty bucks for Goldberg, the the Mike Goldberg, the rest, the UFC announcer. The way you spend your money is bizarre to me. Too. No, I did. It was my, my it was. Uh, I, there's two brothers. It was. It was classic. It was two brothers. Our, our Marco and I. <laughs> their, their names are the Eric and Mark, and they. Uh, I sent them like to go fuck themselves and fuck their mother, basically. Mm-hmm. What if? It what if we funny. do this, Marco? Would you be in to help us fund a new hot sauce venture? It's called. It's. It's a playoff cameo. It's called Ripio, where basically wow. people pay you, pay celebrities to rip into them. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I like the sound of that. I'm interested on getting on the ground floor on that one. First I mean, investor. Good thing you're a, good there we thing go. You're a l- investor. Partner. He's a lawyer. That's we true. Got, yeah, oh, my knows, God. We need that. He knows how to read. <laughs> <laughs> we need one of those. We need one yeah. person who knows how to read. Yeah. One guy. So, Marco, what do you what, 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 I, I need some skin in the game, boy. What do you What do you have planned the rest of the night, the rest of the week? You want to play golf? I know you, uh, you're you scared of me on the, on the links. I know that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, it's too bad. You know, I got this dog shit thing called a job that I got to deal with. <laughs> mm. Very unfortunate. Very in my unfortunate. life, really. <laughs> but here's the here's the good news. It does afford me the luxury of taking a sweet underpantless stroll on this beautiful midsummer night I down to it. the coof chart on the corner of De La Montagne and Notre Dame West. I'm going to slide my mask on. Might be a little muffled as I walk in there. <laughs> Speaking of the mask, not the muff. Mm. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to grab a nice 15-pack of crisp, refreshing Michelob Ultras. That's what I do. Ooh, I'm an athlete, but I like I'm to drink an, beer. you so got to get paps. If you're an athlete, you got to get paps. I mean, so many calories. Well, PBR, right? man, PBR. you got to really bloat up carbs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I will say, because this is to be a weird scenario, Marco, that you're actually covering your face more than your junk. Yeah. The first time ever. <laughs> That is true. I should have brought two masks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a balls mask. Maybe. So I got to ask, ask, on days you're not going commando, do you, are you like a briefs guy, boxer guy? Do you have the boxers with the balls pocket? Like, is that your thing? Like the sacks kind that hold your nuts? Marco's like a compression shorts guy all the time. I see, I see. I, I am a full underwear, Calvin Klein, just real 
real banana hammock, you know, nice, tight and snug. No, no boxers for because they roll up on the underside, you know? Fair enough. Fair I enough. have to wear boxers or, or my legs rub together and they, then I really get thunder thighs. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. it's the worst. Which leg are you talking about there, Tierra? The old thunder stick? <laughs> Yeah, the, the the second leg is rubbing against the third leg. The the the, the thunder stick rubs off on both legs, <laughs> chafing both legs. It's terrible. Exactly. There's all kinds. Of then chafing. you got to just lean on, on on the middle on the mid piece. That's it. I just uh, at like all a times. tripod at all times. Yeah, Marco, but, thank you yeah, for but, joining us. Uh, so hope to have you in our lineup soon. Maybe we'll get uh, Marco Riccio mob mentality. Oh, 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 mob mentality. Mob I like mentality. It. I like it. I like I like the MOB Bukaki corner as well. The Bruyette Bukaki corner. There we go. That's uh, a good one too. We can we can we can break down porn. Yeah. Oh, we got to oh, like break it up. We review it like we yeah, break like it game down. Tape. Like, yeah, the game tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we look X, at the porn. X's and O's kind of thing. You Absolutely. Know? First ever game tape on, on porn. Do Level you think of this makes you more or less qualified to be commissioner for this EFL. <laughs> <laughs> I think I reach a broader audience, especially we if we review <laughs> a very diverse range uh, of pornography. Then we can really attract new fans to this league. It's 2020. You got to be sex positive. That's it. You got to be open. I mean, yeah. any any closed any closed minded people in 2020 canceled. You don't want to get a halftime show. New evolution of the the whole break. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking. Don't about. Don't know where you're going with that, <laughs> Eagle. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Marco. We appreciate it, buddy. Talk uh, to you soon, bud. Talk to you soon. I love you. All right, boys. Alex, second fat one. See ya. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub, home of the best rubs in town and last sauce, barbecue sauce, bees. Absolutely. They will get you satisfied in 12 seconds or less, just like Rick Patino at that restaurant. So visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 promo code for 10% off on all individual bottles. That's Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off. And bees, don't forget to rub your meat. Five, four, three. That was an excellent interview with Marco Bria. We clearly did that in order, and absolutely, it just happened. Marco, that was awesome. I especially love when he ripped our intern. That made me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably one of the funniest. Terry, this is a special episode. 30 seconds of my life, yes. Special episode. We have two guests today. Uh, first guest was Marco Bria, who we just talked to in What's sequence. What's up, boys? Our second guest <laughs> is Graphite. What's up, boys? It's been so Duke. long. Yeah, I know, buddy. I'm, picking, I'm picking up dog shit as we speak. It's incredible. Nice, so, uh, nice. David, uh, our, our graphicist, our 25% owner of this uh, beautiful company we call Hot Sauce Sports. 25%? I thought it was way less. Amazing. Amazing. You oh, no, no, no. Actually, no. We, yeah, like 10%, me, we did. I'm taking 30. You have 20. That's what it is. 25%? <laughs> yeah. Of well, what? Of of nothing. Correct. We have a bunch of we have a lot of sweaters and t shirts. You get a quarter of them. Yeah, we have you have a quarter of those. Oh my god, yeah. I got you get twenty five percent off the ten percent of yeah, my of uh, Mike's <laughs> BBQ rub. Uh what else? You get twenty five percent off the twenty five percent of Chetty sauce. Uh and yeah, so I mean whatever. There Something go. there. It's nothing it's not nothing. It's I sauce. could always use Chetty sauce in my life. So. Exactly. Um so so, Duke, um, we're, we're going to ask you to join us today. Uh, you used to be on the show all the time, yeah, as we know, but uh, as Hot Sauce is growing, you've gotten busier, you're picking up dog shit. Can you do the game? <laughs> like, you know when you look up at clouds and you see what it looks like? Yeah. What does look, your dog shit look, look like right now? Yeah. What did, when I what? Look, look at, look at the asking, clouds? No, you know like when you look, look at a cloud, like, that's a lion. Do that with the dog shit. Like, what's the shape uh, of the dog okay, shit? Yeah, what's the shape of your dog shit? Uh, it's not bad. I, I would say it's in the it's in the shape of a linguine. Oh, a nice. single linguine. a single strand of linguine. Oh, one with, uh, single with a, flat? a little bit of mushroom sauce on top. The flat, the flat linguine though. Are you sure it's a number nine? Are you sure it's not like a number seven or something? 
It just came out weird, but I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> but linguini is that the flat ones or is that the, the small round ones? Linguinis aren't oh, no, super not flat, flat like but the they're si- they're tinier. So okay. there's capellinis, then oh, there's okay, linguinis, yes. there's spaghettini, spaghetti, Ooh, linguini, uh, okay, and then you start okay. getting into the more flat ones like yeah, it's like fettuccine. It's okay, not quite okay. fettuccine. Okay, okay, that's what it is. Um, no, but but nobody is quite fettuccine. That's nobody the point. There's only I one. Mean, it's like Highlander. There can only be one. There can only be one fettuccine. Uh, so we're going to get to rapid fire. Duke, you're going to join us in on this one. Eagle's going to do yeah. the terrible reading, but you're going to give opinions. Let's go, yeah. Eagle. Rapid fire. <laughs> First one we got, anger management. Don Mattingly took issue with a terrible call in the Marlins game and went off in a tirade. Uh, the empty stadium allowed us to hear literally everything. Oh, Duke, this might this. be a problem, but let's see how ha- what happens. With that being said, I mean, I think, has there been a change in philosophy somewhere along the way? Because last year we talked about how good this offense was, and, and as we got some more John going on there. But we, we talked last year about how good this offense was, and a big part of it was they didn't strike out. The fuck We're gonna job. have our argument with a mask on here. Come yep. yep. James Hoy and Don Mattingly. Mattingly wanted to know where the last pitch was. That's amazing. That's amazing. You fucking let him know, Don. Fuck you, Greg. No one cares about you, Greg. He sounds like the kind of guy that goes to a restaurant and gets mad because he's always stuck at you. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> See, this is this is the only part of baseball that sh- that should be on TV. Yeah. Because it's like, Tell oh, now you're going to hear everything. Yeah, because baseball is so boring otherwise. I also I, I'm, actually, I'm actually surprised that you got into an argument because like, uh, based on the baseball I've watched, man, no one really gets into arguments now because there's no, no crowd or anything. Yeah, it's but like, Don Mattingly doesn't give a fuck, man. He doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Also, I will, oh, man, that guy's got big dick energy. I, I have questions, though. I have questions because, like, I see him, like, struggling with the mask, constantly putting the mask under his nose. And every time I see someone putting the mask under their nose, it's always the age age range of Don Mattingly. So, like, <laughs> if the baby boomers are supposed to be the greatest generation, maybe learn how to put in a fucking mask. Yeah, exactly. Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right, I next it, one. Man. I mean... You don't want to fucking smell yourself, right? (laughs) (laughs) Low Blow. Instagram model AJ, with a very weird spelling, appeared on a podcast recently to talk about how she was busy with an entire NBA (laughs) basketball team. That's the nicest way I could phrase it. The girl that she's with is notorious for banging rappers. There we go. So they're like the best one-two punch. I don't know who bitch is. Uh Uh, but I can understand her frustration. There's a playing Duke. Listen. Okay. She's so shy. It's just so cute, <laughs> baby. I and I don't know. I was getting fucked in a hotel room. They all pulled up, and I sucked their. But the like down. The whole team. Seven. Seven basketball players in a row. Mm-hmm. How was that? <laughs> I was so oh my God. I didn't fuck any of them though. She's so. What happened to the nuts? Swallowed. All of them. Yeah. So she fucked seven happened. basketball you have, like, players. You have a weird reaction in your no, stomach or anything? No, no. She blew seven so basketball players at you're, once. You're mo- almost making it sound like you were well, too fucked up to be sucking seven boards. dicks. Yeah. And also, you were getting no. fucked by somebody else right before this? Yeah, they walked in <laughs> mid. Me getting fucked. But, I mean, How did they walk back? in? Where were you? In the hotel room. So I was fucking like someone that works with the team. And I know I know that team because I've worked up with them before. But they all pulled up. No, not the whole team. A few of them. They all just pulled up. They knew I was in there. I know I can't hear and they were just sitting around the bed and they just rotated. Wow. Yeah. That's tight. Yo, they all love you. So you don't totally. look back, do you look back at this as a positive memory? Yeah, I don't care. It was lit. Hell yeah. 
She's just nervous right now. Yeah, she's nervous now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After she's just revealed to an fire to the like that best power jumper. It's a huge podcast. That he has like a million downloads. It's just revealed to a million people. We uh we now she... know by the way it was the Phoenix Suns oh, and that sense. Devin Booker was first. Do we wow. know for real? Yep. How well, I wouldn't be surprised. She uh, she, she screenshotted Booker, a text you know. message. Where she, you know what? Good on him for being the first guy. Yeah. Like You're you don't want to be the seventh guy. You're the star, man. <laughs> you don't want to be the se- okay. So okay, in the NBA, what do you mean? Ma- the, being the seventh guy is the best because that means it's all creamy and stuff. It's uh, what? <laughs> you could just you could just, just slip it in. No, no. no. First of all, it's not. They didn't bang her. She blew them. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. She blew well, all I mean, seven of them. Wow, it's kind and of like she, and they busted her mouth. Like, it's kind of like putting some some cereal in the bowl after a couple of uh, you know what? How a, many a couple of extra cereals? You know that's what a saying? good. That's a good point because so I, I always reuse the, the milk in the second yeah. bowl. She's just yeah. reusing the milk. Yeah, especially if you eat some Lucky Charms, bro. Like after the third bowl, man. The, yeah, they're the extra milk, sugary. The milk is just sugar. Yeah. I want to take this. <laughs> I want to take this moment to say maybe Damian Lillard wasn't the MVP of the bubble because. Uh, after this happened on Memorial Day, which is much before this, yes. the Suns then Man. went on to the bubble and went undefeated. Ah, so, real MVP. Wow. AJ. AJ. A-G-A-U. Whatever. Folked Fucking up guy. with an O. The Hornets have suspended broadcaster uh, John Foker for a racial slur. Fokker, I guess. For a racial slur that he appears to have accidentally mistyped on Twitter. <laughs> what did he say? I what don't he know. Well, instead of nuggets, it was another word to start with an N. No way. Correct. Uh, so your your phone your phone autocorrected to that. That means that means he must be writing that word Often. so many fucking times and that it showed up. <laughs> that it showed up. Absolutely. Is that how autocorrect works? Yeah. The more you type it, the more likely. No, no. So the autocorrect gives you the most likely word that you're trying to say. But if you wow. use that word a lot, it'll suggest it to you. Okay. So he, so he probably didn't realize that it came out that way because his phone is so used to typing it. I still so, don't know what word you guys are talking about. Can someone say it out loud? Uh, no, it's okay. We're not going to say it out loud. We're not going to say it out loud. Uh, but <laughs> I think you can understand which word we're talking about. So yeah. no, I don't know. Why the not? Hornets, the Hornets have suspended him. Uh, I think that's a pretty normal reaction. Uh, the dude apologized. Look, at some point you got to give guys a second chance. Hopefully, he <laughs> learns how to use his fucking phone. Yeah. And yo, maybe don't type racial slurs all the time into your phone. Exactly. That's all you got. The Denver pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> Tin Cub, Peas and Terry, you guys have been playing a lot more golf recently. Yes, yes, yes. You're not very good at it. I mean, everybody sucks at golf. I don't care who you are. Not Tiger Woods. He's no, no. Good. There's actually three people in the world that don't suck at golf. Mm-hmm. And it's on a rotational basis. <laughs> no, it's on a rotational okay. basis. Fair, fair, fair. So there was Jack Nicholas at one point. He sucks at golf now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger Woods sucks at golf now. Yeah. But he didn't. Who says? I'm saying it right now because I fucking played 30 rounds of golf this year, and it's impossible that anybody is that fucking good at this sport. It's the most, hardest fucking sport of all time. 30 rounds of golf this year. I'm like at 25. Makes you, makes you a fucking pro. No, I, no I've broken 100 twice. Close. I've broken 100 twice. I'm ranging between like 102 and 102. Who's counting the fucking points? Me. I'll tell you who's not fucking <laughs> because good. Because I'm a fucking athlete. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who's not good I at golf. Bryce of the Shambo. Oh, Bryce never the Never been good. Never will be good. But Terrible. he calculated things to be good. Yeah. And now he's actually not as sucky as the rest of the sucks. So... Fair. All that to say, we have some advice here on Twitter for you. The three best players right now. Over the bleachers. He banged one off the Sloan Tarp. And it's a hole-in-one. Put that on TikTok or whatever they call it. What do you mean, whatever they call it? Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's what they call it. Did he aim it there? He just smacked it. In oh, he didn't it. aim it there. Okay. That'd be so, crazy. Uh, I, I hate 
when like Duke didn't see that. So Duke, a guy home runs yeah, in practice. I saw, I saw everything. Oh, you did everything. Yeah. So basically, um, I hate when old school announcers refer to, and, and when we're talking about for also the audio audiences, guy hits a home run in batting practice. It bounces off some shit and lands in the, in a garbage can. Um, and they're talking about put that on on TikTok or whatever you call it. <laughs> I hate I hate when old school guys do that. They, they, they pretend know it's called TikTok. They pretend like they don't know yeah, because yeah, yeah. but they have like fourteen grand granddaughters that have it and they know exactly what it is because Trump has spoken about it. It reminds me who's who's that Montreal broadcaster I always I hate uh, but, uh, Elliot Price. Elliot Price. The, I don't know why. The I guy's specifically remember the day he was talking about. Oh, you know, because what am I gonna do? Post it on Twitter? Yeah, because back then everyone was posting. And on now Twitter. that's and why now. you were still local and everyone else was. Fucking national. And now Elliot Price is uh, great. garbage. You know he's good on Twitter. No, he's garbage at everything. What are you not like? Garbage. So, I hate so going, going, to that, going to that trick shot that went to the garbage can. I saw yeah. it this morning, and I got a theory about this. There's fucking magnets in that ball, and magnet in the garbage can. There's no fucking way that's possible. Well, no fucking it, way that this guy aimed it and it hit a seat. It, it hit, okay, it hit the, the backboard. Hits a seat. Goes in the garbage can. So what? It's just as likely. Muppet under there, fucking moving. It's it. it's actually just as likely as hitting it anywhere else in the home run because it's just that he didn't put it. He didn't. It's unlikely that he aimed it there, but it's the, likely that it went there. The, the only likely outcome is maybe the tarp is like slanted. Yeah, guys, guys, you don't so get it. You don't get it. Duke's onto something. It's a conspiracy. We <laughs> only saw it in the original Space You're Jam where they got Michael Jordan to get a hole in one on a golf oh, course. It's a good point. It's a good point. Last one. Yeah, it's all Michael Jordan's fault. Yeah. So we we have footage right now from last year's NBA Let, Finals. The post let's not play the footage just because Duke can't see it and it gets annoying. Alex, Eagle, you read it. I'll explain it, and then we'll go into rapid fire. Yeah. So essentially, there's been a whole uh, lawsuit alleged that he, uh, the sheriff was assaulted by the Raptors team president. Uh, clearly not the case when you look at the body cam footage here. So I have it available. Oh, I saw this. I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> Something happened when I was watching this. So I was thinking, shit. As he's trying to pull out his credentials. And let's not forget that that cop sued Yuriji. Yeah. Nigeri. What was that? Yujiri. Yujiri. Masai Yujiri. Clearly assaulted. Yeah. And the worst part is, is he didn't even let him pull out his credentials. Okay, you don't know who he is. It's a random guy walking through whatever. He thinks he's in a suit he's important, right? Which, but by he the has way, that's no excuse. You're literally at the NBA Finals. You think you know who should be on the court and who shouldn't. Yeah, be. but it's, you know, you know, the states are always in fear of, Fine. like, terrorist attacks Fine. and stuff like that. So, you know, the cops are always on fucking edge all the time. And this guy just walks up. But, well, but he didn't even have time. He didn't even ask him, hey, can I help you? He, he, he just started pushing him. He didn't have time to pull out his credentials. Yeah, he's Absolutely. a salty Warriors fan. And yeah, that, exactly. But like much. we've also seen in the past few months that not only are the United States terrified of so, of like you know something like a terror attack, but they're terrified of their own citizens who happen to be the same color as exactly. Masai Ujiri. Exactly. So they're literally trained to look out for guys who look like Masai Ujiri. Exactly. It, it's you know what, Duke. Honestly, this this would really bother me if it would have happened in another arena uh, like Madison Square Garden because then it would once again reaffirm that Masai Ujiri will never work for the Knicks. <laughs> Hey, uh, are we talk still talking about magnets in the baseball? Sure, yeah, why not? Uh, Duke, you're going to join us for this final segment as Eagle plays us out. Uh, Eagle, what what's the name of this episode of Hard Knocks? So there is no official name, so I've come up with one. Yeah. Episode 2, back to normal, but not for the rookies. 
Oh, okay. Right, this is right. good. This is good. So Love back it. to normal, not for the rookies. Rookies used to getting all kinds of girls in the room. Mm-hmm. So now it's back to normal, but not for the rookies. So the normal being is that they uh, they have to stay in their rooms and play PlayStation all day while the while the um, the veterans bang their girlfriends. Oh, also highlight of the show, Justin Herbert. He comes in there like an eager, eager beaver. He's like, I can't yeah. wait to carry some bags. Can't carry bags. Social distancing. Exactly. Fuck off, Herbert. Go carry a clipboard or some shit. Yeah, go carry a clipboard that you disinfected very cleanly, but also while uh, the veterans are banging your girlfriend. Absolutely. And, and jo- Sean McVay singing God Bless America while the veterans bang the girlfriends. Duke, what do you think it is? Um, I blame the strippers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Poignant point as usual from Duke the Graphite. <laughs> Uh, that was Duke joining us on Zoom. That's Terry losing this shit. Eagle, you've been Eagle. I've been Peas. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Oh, there we go, boys. That's another one in the can. Taking a dump, by the way. I don't know if you know that. I can I can tell by the echo. I can tell He's by the echo. He's taking a dump. What shape is it? Yeah, you don't want to know, bro. Tell me, bro. It's like green. Oh, <laughs> my